You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, joined today by Ryan Hickey. He hosts the Blue Horseshoe. It's an Odyssey Brother podcast. They cover the Colts. Colts, I think Ryan was alluding to at the end of segment one, not a lot to play for over the final month of the regular season. In fact, fans probably want them to put it in reverse, lose Final Four. Yeah. <laughs> finish 4-12-1 and, and and get as high of a pick as he can to take C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, whatever quarterback. Will Levis is shooting up boards right now, which bodes well for the Vikings because they're licking their wounds after a, a road loss to the Lions. Could have locked up the NFC North last week with a win over the Lions. Can lock it up this week with a win over the Colts. Ryan, what are you expecting from this game? Because... I'm looking at like since Jeff Saturday's taken over, you you, you said obviously out coached Josh McDaniels in his debut. Colts beat the Raiders, kept it close with Philly. Arguably could have won that game, lost by one at home. Bungled the timeout situation against the Steelers. They were they were in that game. Um, they lost and kept it close against the Cowboys for three quarters. And then Cowboys dropped 33 on their head in the fourth. So what is the Colt? What what can you expect from the Colts this weekend? Are they still like a motivated bunch who's playing for each other and trying to win games? Or is this kind of in disarray and everyone's just ready for this final month to be over? I think they'll come out motivated coming out hard to play. Like Jeff Satter speaking this week about basically how like he's coaching for the job. Like, Like he was given the interim job. He's had four games. The bye week, he kind of, I guess, collected his thoughts, and he was asked earlier this week, like, guess go, you going to go for the full-time job? He said yes. So he is going all out to win. That's part of the reason why I think Matt Ryan is starting this week instead of Sam Ellinger, instead of even Nick Foles, even uh, at quarterback. They're still kind of putting the, the the big guns out there. So I think they're going to come out hard. They're going to come out motivated to play on Saturday. You're not going to have a, a, a team that's basically just looking towards the offseason for sure. And, like, honestly, I expect a close game, Dean, to be honest. Like, I hope – I'm rooting for the Colts to lose. But with that said, like I think I'm going to pick the Vikings to win. But I think it's going to be one of those close games where we're sitting there in the fourth quarter. And it's like, oh, geez, like it's, you know, Colts are down by three, maybe even up by three. And it's like the Vikings got to get it going just because even <clears> in Jeff Saturday's time, like to their credit, the, th- the one thing they have done is play like, I, say, I can't say play well because they have not played well this season. But like they've kept things close, I should say, sure. closer than maybe they should have been. So at least what you said, like the Eagles game, they, they were right there the, almost the entire game. 
Uh, the Raiders game, they beat them. So it's like even in their losses, they're still hanging tough. Out, you know, the Cowboys game was 21-19 going in the fourth quarter. And obviously, you mentioned it just all hell broke loose. <laughs> but I expect a close game. I expect turnovers from the Colts, which ultimately will be their demise. And I think another one possession game for the Vikings is kind of uh, how Saturday will go, which I'm sure, as you guys have seen numerous times this season, looking forward to another sweated out game on Saturday. Yeah, you're predicting a close game. I, too, am predicting a close game because I haven't covered a game that wasn't close yet. Um, Aside from the Monday night game in week two against the Philadelphia Eagles, that game wasn't very close. And the 37-point blowout to the Cowboys, that game was not close at all. Uh, Every game has been close. Even last week against the Lions, Vikings had a chance um, down the stretch, couldn't make enough plays, ended up losing by two scores. They keep their nine and zero record in score one score games intact. Um, so if it's a if it's a close game, I think that that bodes well for the Vikings. But Vikings fans are just clamoring for for a decisive win. <laughs> like they, the Vikings have signature wins on their schedule. They beat the Bills in, in that game that I think everyone will remember as the game of the year. Um, they beat the Patriots on on Thanksgiving night. That. It's a win. You know, I know the Patriots are down this year, but anytime you beat Belichick, I think you can notch that one in the belt. They beat the Jets, who are a better team than I think any of us expected. But they have not just from start to finish blown the doors off of a team yet. And I think Vikings fans are hoping they can do that this week against the Colts. But to your point, the Colts have played close games as of late. Jeff Saturday has them playing at least motivated for, for prolonged stretches. And I think the Colts are going to be able to move the ball. So I didn't ask you about Michael Pittman last last segment. Um, is there anyone in that receiving core that, that you think, because the Vikings are going to give you the middle. They, they play shell. They play off coverage. I think when they play off coverage, they give up something like nine yards of play. Uh, Michael Pittman is the guy who I think everyone looked at at the beginning of the season. I play fantasy football. People who do like this guy's going to break out. I think probably largely because like you said, everyone expected Matt Ryan to be a little bit better than, than Carson Wentz. And, and he hasn't been, um, is it Michael Pittman's game or how do how, who could, could step up and, and take advantage of, of this off coverage that the Vikings are, are going to play because they, they haven't made an adjustment to this point, And I don't expect them to make one this, this, this weekend. What Michael Pittman Jr., like you mentioned, he's the number one guy for the Colts, and he is Matt Ryan's favorite target. So he's going to get, you know, double-digit targets bare minimum. But I think another guy to watch is Paris Campbell because he's kind of a a slot guy that does run a lot of crossing routes, does, you know, run a lot of 10-yard curls in the middle of the field. Like, he's a guy who does get a big volume and bulk of his catches in the middle of the field. He's a fast burner guy, so if you're going to play off of him and kind of give him a free release, I think he'll be able to take advantage of that. So I think that's a guy to watch, especially with Michael Pittman Jr. You'd imagine getting a bulk of the attention from the defense. Right. Like, you know, Paris Campbell see a lot of one-on-one looks, and that's a guy that has played really well this year. Like, the biggest knock for him in his career has been injuries. He's stayed healthy this year, and when he's gotten the ball, he's made plays. He's gotten better. So his best game of the year came against the Raiders a few weeks ago, and the Raiders mm-hmm. so far, at least in Jeff Saturday's tenure, were the worst defense that the Colts have gone against, and that was their best offensive day. They scored 25 points, and – that's something Dean, like that's what we're talking about. The Colts having a great day and they scored 25 points. <laughs> right. So like they should be able to get yards for sure. We're still talking about an inept offense overall, but that's a guy I think you got to watch and look out for is Paris Campbell, because I think while MPJ would get a lot of the attention, that's guy I think that could have a big day. And like I said, especially with off coverage in the middle of the field, that's a guy who's made his living this year uh, in those situations. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How about the defense? Is there anyone that can even try and mark Justin Jefferson? That's one thing the Vikings, they're going to give up a lot of yards, but they're going to produce a lot of yards on their side of the football too. I mean, you know this thing. One on one, the answer is no. no. Stephon yeah. Gilmore is by far the best cover corner, and he's still one of the best cover corners in the NFL. It's a losing battle putting him. If you're going to just basically say that's an island one on one the entire game, like Gilmore will do okay, that's not a battle he's going to win. So that's uh, a matchup where I think the Colts have to and should double team um, Justin Jefferson basically every single play. So I think also, too, you're kind of seeing like outside of him, Adam Thielen's a solid receiver, but not getting the volume. Like Dalvin Cook out of the backfield is a little bit of a threat, but like there's not a lot of guys that could truly kill you um outside of you know just jefferson the way that you know he can the colts defense they're part of the reason why their their record isn't worse what it is and part of the reason why they play close games every week is their defense is you know top 10 defense top five defense mm-hmm. in the nfl they're good on all three levels the biggest area they struggle with is getting after the quarterback consistently um which is definitely you know something that you want to see this week against kirk cousins but i'm a little that's been the one disappointing part but in the middle they're <laughs> really solid with DeForest buckner grover stewart kind of shutting down the run and their secondary safeties corners have all stepped up this year, linebackers as well. So it's going to be a fun matchup because this offense, like you said, is high potent and put up a lot of points, put up a lot of yards. But that is the strength of this Colts team, especially their back seven without a doubt in terms of slowing down the pass. So, But the easy answer is double team, triple team, Justin Jefferson, whenever he can. And if Adam Thielen beats you one-on-one, okay, fine, so be it. But at least don't let the best receiver or one of the best receivers in the NFL torture for another, what, 223, right, he had last week? 223 in a losing effort. I've never seen anything like it. Um, should, should have had more. He, he didn't step out of bounds on the one. Um, it wouldn't have made a difference. Vikings don't win the game, but that's 35 extra yards. Yep. That's 250 so, and, so and a touchdown. I don't know. I don't know how you, how you, blow I that. have no idea. Any X factors in this game, Ryan, that we haven't talked about anyone that could wreck the game plan for the for the vikings i understand i'm talking to you about a four eight and one football team so we've probably talked about all the particulars that 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 really matter this week but is there anyone that that's flown under the radar over the last month that that if vikings fans don't be careful or if the vikings don't be careful um whether it be on offense defense or special teams you know could kind of change the game Someone that has developed recently that I like watching a lot is their tight end Jelani Woods. He is. I was a hoping you'd say him, yeah, because mismatch. He's just a yeah. matchup nightmare. He's six seven. Like the, like, <clears throat> I don't know why the Colts have like. Well, he's inexperienced, so they're slowly kind of pressing along. But the last month, really, he's been a guy that you know we kind of saw it on Monday night against the Steelers a few weeks ago. When you mm-hmm. get him the ball, like he catches the ball, he makes plays, and it's just like, especially in the red zone, he's their biggest threat. And the Colts, have, that's an area they struggle with all season long. They've been awful in terms of scoring touchdowns in the red zone. But at least now when you have a target like him, like, you know, his first, I think it was first three catches of his NFL career, all touchdowns, all in the red zone. Right. So now they're finally starting to, you know, that, that percentage is unreal. Should just retired right there. Had the best touchdown percentage in NFL history. But <laughs> now you're starting to see him featured outside of just the red zone. But again, if you get down there, which, you know, we've seen this year, the Vikings have really not done a good job stopping anyone. You mm-hmm. should be able to move the ball within the 20s. Once you get down there, that has to be a guy you look at. Because, again, like you mentioned, Michael Pittman Jr. is going to get a lot of 
attention. We talked about Paris Campbell as well. Alec Pierce is kind of their deep ball threat one-on-one. Um, but in terms of scoring touchdowns, in terms of wrecking the game, that's the only way I think this Colts team is going to win the game is if you are getting to the red zone four times and you score bare minimum three touchdowns. Like you got to be able to convert your chances. Field goals aren't going to win this game. And playing the defensive you know, 17-14 game is not going to win this game either for the Colts. You got to get down to the red zone four or five times. You got to get three or four touchdowns. And I think that's a guy to watch come red zone time. They've been featuring him a lot more. He's been, you know, more in the passing game, Jelani Woods, because I don't know who's stopping him. I don't know who's matching up with him. He's just a good size of speed and power and height. What's he like, 6'7, 250? It's, yeah, it's incredible. He's a basketball player on a, in a football uniform. I, I don't understand how, and, and I get it, like, the NFL is more nuanced than than just throw the ball to the tallest guy on the field. But Antonio Gates, back when we were kids, like dominated because he basically just treated every fade route like a rebound. And <laughs> and he was the one of the best tight ends in NFL history because of it. Like how 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 do they not throw the ball to Jelani Woods more? Because the, I'll tell you what, the Vikings do not have anyone that can match up with six seven two fifty. Even if he doesn't have to jump, just throw it high. He can high point the ball. Um, so yeah, I, I like that call as, as the X factor because it, it just makes sense, right? Six, seven versus a five eleven corner, a six, one corner. Like it, it just doesn't, the math doesn't add up. And you saw it on Monday night football against the series a few weeks ago. I think he had like nine catches. I want to say for like 90 yards, but all of them are just like, they, like he just, he was guarded, but it's just like, they're all contested catches. But he said, you throw it high, you throw it long and his arms are long as well. Like even when you blanket him, it's still, he's still open just because of his size and is just unique length. It's it's unguardable. Like you mentioned, it's unguardable. Hopefully that he gets a lot more volume. Well, actually not hopefully, because again, I, it's in the best interest of the Colts to lose. Right. So in order to see a Colts loss and get them closer to a top pick, maybe don't feature Jelani Woods. But if you're going to win this game, that's a guy to watch out for and give the ball a lot more than they have recently for sure. Sure. Ryan, before I let you go, I want to ask, because we touched on it before um, in segment one, Colts, like they haven't been able to find a quarterback in the last five, six years, but to that point, Peyton Manning into Andrew Luck. What do you remember about when Andrew Luck retired? Like, because that was, we want to talk about shocking. Like Jeff Saturday's hiring, shocking. Frank Reich's firing, pretty shocking. Uh, doesn't even compare to to the day that Andrew Andrew Luck stepped down. I know ESPN just did a, did an awesome story, um, Seth Bickersham um, story on Andrew Luck, kind of explaining the ins and outs of, of his decision. But like, as a Colts fan, as someone who follows that team, what was that moment like when you had Andrew Luck and then all of a sudden you didn't? I think this is the only time in my life, Dan, I could say like, I swear time felt like it stood still. Yeah. Like I never forget, I was at home. I believe it was they had like week zero college football, like Miami, Florida on. So we're watching that. All of a sudden, my sister of all people goes, Hey, you see the news? Andrew Luck retired. I like, I remember seeing this on Twitter like five minutes ago. But I'm like, Oh, that's a fake Adam Schefter account. So I remember like laughing at him. Like, you got fooled. Like, I think there was like, she goes, Oh, no. Like, I think it was, I forget what, what website she pointed to. So they had him like, Oh, like idiots. They got fooled. And I swear, for like the next minute, time stood still because all of a sudden my phone went from like nothing. So like all my friends, of course, being nice as you can imagine, laughing, saying, oh, Ryan, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I can't believe this. No one was nice about it. So, of course, it's just like also my phone's well. I'm like, oh, my God, this is real. And then it's surreal because then all of a sudden you go to FN Network. He's on the sideline. So yeah. it's like he's there. Like that's yeah. what made it even more surreal. It's like one thing where it just like happened and, you know, the, just an off day for the Colts or to practice. Okay, fine. But you're seeing him on the sideline. Like how is he – what do you mean he's retired? He's right there. He's walking off. And it was just, it was 
watch the press conference. It's it took. I don't even know if days. It took, I feel like, a few weeks to have it actually settle in. Like, he is not coming back. It was – I mean, I hope nothing tops it in terms of craziness and shocking, but that was by far I think, the most shocked I've ever been in any sport, any of my teams I root for, in terms of just shocking news you couldn't believe. I don't think anyone will ever be able to shake that press conference because it was just – it was so – like like you said, he was at the game, and then he literally did a press conference that night. Probably wasn't super prepared for that, like to answer all these questions. It was like really open, honest, but still like it felt like it wasn't happening because one of the best quarterbacks in the league at the start of the day was no longer a quarterback in the NFL. I've never experienced anything like it. I'm glad we can break it down now because I don't think I've really, I don't have a ton of Colts fans in my life. So it's like, I've never actually like talked back and forth with someone about how it, how it made them feel because as someone who doesn't follow the Colts or just follows the league, like it was shocking. I can't even imagine what it was like for you guys down there. And too, like obviously he had this shoulder surgery and missed the entire 2017 season. Right. So if he retired then, okay, it's a little more understandable. Cause like this guy missed the entire right. year. They're trying to figure out what's wrong with the shoulder. They couldn't do it. Okay, fine. But it's like, it's just, he came back in 2018. looked so good. Then like you hear about this calf strain or like early in the off season, like I think it was like OTAs time. Like, Oh, he's a calf strain or monitor. He, he'll be fine. And like it kept, and then all of a sudden, like, okay, you get the break from OTAs and you get back for training camp. It's like, well, this calf's still an issue. But it's just like, again, it's a calf strength. It's not thinking anything great. Like, right. that's the other part, too. It's like, obviously, he retired because of the culmination of the toll on his body, and that's just a calf strain. But to think like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was an injury that most players deal with and a calf strain that usually is, is solved in a few weeks that for whatever reason, a few months they couldn't figure out is just that added to the shock as well because the injury is just not as, it's never an injury you ever hear uh, an athlete retire from concussions obviously we've seen athletes retire from again the shoulder would have been okay fine right. like that makes sense you couldn't figure it out it's just to add to the shock of the the final sh- blow being a castrate that they couldn't figure out for like three or four months in the offseason is added to just the shock of just like wow i can't believe this is happening yeah and the colts have been searching for a quarterback oh. ever since so Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. We will be tuning in on Saturday, um, national television game. Huh. Guys, make sure you tune in. Um, you know what? What better way to like start off the Christmas break, Christmas season, than than watch Vikings Colts uh, at noon on Saturday? So couldn't agree more, Dane. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's snowing like eight inches outside right now. So uh, you know, at least the Vikings oh, yeah. and the Colts will be playing inside on Saturday. So wow, I was going to complain. It was like twenty five degrees here. I thought that was bad. So you guys have us beat for sure. We have you beat. Um, we'll see if they have you beat on, on Saturday as well. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Guys, give him a follow on Twitter. When we come back, we'll break down a couple more things, game line, prop bets, things like that. But just want to give Ryan kind of another shout-out. Thanks again. Go follow him on Twitter. Listen to the podcast. He'll break everything down. Um, thanks again, Ryan. Have a good one. Thanks for having me, guys. And I would say enjoy the game, but I know it's been a stressful season. So – Close game, enjoy it, but again, at the win, all that matters at the end of the week. But thanks for having me, guys. I really do appreciate it.